in modern day life, especially if somebody's going through cancer, some of them are almost uh, constantly stressed. So that adrenaline and cortisol, of course, is, uh, is perhaps in the body where it's difficult to release it. So the great thing is with something EFT, when you, when you sort of tap on the body's energy points, what happens is it sends calming messages to the brain and this actually releases uh, cortisol and adrenaline. So that's a massive sort of uh, thing that can be done very quickly. Welcome to Taking the Pee Out of Sea with Caroline Killalay, the podcast that explores ways of taking the panic, the positive and the purpose out of cancer helping us to grow stronger through our cancer journey, realising we can gain control back and there are people out there to help us. Today's episode is the third in a series of coronavirus lockdown episodes. It's the 28th of May as I record this, and whilst restrictions are being lifted for those who can't work from home to return to work, the rest of the population still have to work from home and have limited access to loved ones, meaning many will be very lonely. The goal for each lockdown episode is to talk to friends, colleagues and health practitioners for inspiration to help people deal with feelings of isolation, panic and anxiety during lockdown, which, especially if they're in recovery or undergoing treatment for cancer, can have these feelings brought back to the surface. What's really helped me during lockdown are the resources and classes charities are making available online. They've been so beneficial that I wanted to gear this episode around talking to the teachers and practitioners who run these classes, what it is they do and how taking part can lead to a happier mindset, a boost in energy and a reduction in panic and stress. I've also been extremely lucky to have the opportunity to talk to my local mayor of Bromley, to talk more about local charities close to both our hearts and inspiration she's seen from lockdown fundraising. To start with, we'll be speaking to Sean Gray, whose classes I've been taking part in via Breast Cancer Haven. Sean's going to introduce to us the powerful effects of EFT, emotional freedom techniques, and how it can help reduce our body's natural response to stress. Welcome, Sean, and thank you for joining me today for the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Caroline. You know, thanks for asking me. Obviously, I've been taking part in your EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it's been fantastic. And firstly, what is EFT and how can it benefit cancer patients like myself? Well, EFT is the classic thing is if I ever ask, you know, I suppose many of the visitors that I've seen over the years to the Breast Cancer Haven where I work, uh, have you heard of EFT? Very few people have heard of it. I think that's quite common. You know? um, so, but EFT, emotional freedom technique, is a, is a form of acupuncture without needles. So basically, okay. we tap on the body's acupressure points whilst focusing on an emotional or physical problem. And what happens is this releases stress from the body. I suppose um, one, of the, one of them... One of the main things is it's how it can deal with the body's fight or flight response to stress. Um, I suppose just just in my from my uh, from my experience, when people get um, get stressed or anxious, it's quite common the idea of fight or flight, isn't it? But what happens is the part of the brain called the uh, called the amygdala. It's like the the gatekeeper, which I'm sure people have heard about. 
it keeps us safe. But what happens when, when we get fight or flight, it sends these signals to another part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex, and basically that starts to shut down. So, so uh, the problem is with that is that um, in, in, in in the kind of olden days of fight or flight, of course, um, we we needed that. So I think it's probably been said before about our natural response to danger, isn't it? Yeah. But in modern life, in many ways, uh, a lot of times we're not really under threat, but that part of the brain still thinks we're in danger. And I think what normally happens is that with fight or flight, in a, in a good way, if you like, if we are stressed or anxious and we need to react to something, you get this adrenaline and cortisone that comes into the body and it helps out. But obviously when the danger passes, the good thing is with that is that that, that sort of leaves our body. Now, one of the problems is with just from uh, my experience over time is that in, in modern day life, especially if somebody's going through cancer, some of them are almost uh, constantly stressed. So that adrenaline cortisol, of course, is, uh, is perhaps in the body where it's difficult to release it. So the great thing is with something EFT, when you, when you sort of tap on the body's energy points, what happens is it sends calming messages to the brain, and this actually releases uh, cortisol and adrenaline. So that's a massive sort of uh, thing that can be done very quickly. I think that's fantastic. Like you say, with cancer patients, you're often in that panic state because you are forever having results or having scans. How do people interested in EFT access your classes? Well, I think the, um, I suppose in a sense that the Breast Cancer Haven actually sends out the, um, promoting the classes weekly, I suppose, really. So they can, they, if, if they go onto a Breast Cancer Haven site, um, I actually, the, the only one that's sort of operating at the moment is the one at Central London. I actually come from Breast Cancer Haven, Wessex, which is in Hampshire although it's all centralised now. So so basically, if somebody went in and accessed the site, they'll see all the courses. And I suppose maybe the important thing as well, Caroline, it's it's such a resource for, it's not just the EFT, there's all kinds of Tai Chi, there's all kinds of things people can do. So, and they're all free, of course. But yeah, but if you kind of go in, have a look at it, um, obviously have a look at an EFT course, it's basically on a Tuesday. I think there's other ones through the week. Um, and And then all you do is just maybe sign up and then you can access it. Brilliant, because that's the amazing thing with courses at the moment. They are so accessible for people in isolation who have cancer, and it really does help. Um, once isolation's over, can EFT help moving back into the workplace and building your confidence to be working again or change jobs even? Yeah, I think um, in my experience, and I say again over the time, I've been at Breast Cancer Haven at Wessex since it opened, which is nearly five years now. And in that time, I've obviously seen a, a lot of visitors there, mostly actually women. They're either mothers, grandmothers, or and, and those that have been in work and their lives have been turned upside down. So I've actually um, I've seen a lot of the challenges in a way, and one of the one of them tends to be the idea of going back to work. Um, and of course, it, it it is it can be a big problem. There's all kind of fears there about will I be able to do the job I did and and um, and I suppose, in a sense, will I be able to um, to earn my living? And so I suppose, in, because um, I, I've actually seen such a variety of people. They've been head teachers, deputy heads. They've been people who run vets, surgeries. Um, and and I suppose one of the problems is that they're because of the effects of uh, maybe the side effects of the treatment of cancer is that they get that foggy brain, don't they? 
Yeah, and fatigue. Yeah. Fatigue. Um, can't think straight. So, so it's actually a big can be a big problem. The idea of can I go back to work and um, and then perform perhaps as I did. Well, what I'd like to think that I can help with is that I I, love, I help people deal with what they can control, which is basically. Um, Part of a problem actually is accepting the path that the, 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 what has happened to them, mm-hmm. and and that, the, that their life has changed. Now the thing is, part of a problem with not being able to accept what has happened to them is a problem because it's taking your precious energy. Chances are your life has changed in many ways. Mm-hmm. So what I like to think I help people is create a new path, and in that is that if they, so they can basically do what they can control, which is it's just trying and. Um, Try and say take take care of themselves. Um, probably get their energy back, get stronger, and and also I suppose really, and then see what happens. And and I suppose if they go back and, and are able to go back in in a modified role, well, well, so be it because they have to take care of themselves. So I suppose the idea of going back and and I think then what tends to happen, you find that uh, a lot of people think, well, okay, the most important thing is of course is I have to take care of myself, and then it's a win win. If I can be in a, a place where I don't put that pressure on myself, strike a balance. You don't go back too early and, and try to do the things you can do because chances are you're going to fail in many ways. And, and everyone suffers. So, so in a way, um, your life life's going to change in a sense. But who, who's, who's to say that it can't be wonderful? You know, you get rid of all the things that were holding you back in life and then this take all the essence of you, all those great things in your life, and, and then be open to a new adventure. Yeah, that's the one thing with this podcast is it's about finding your purpose, a new purpose often, um, which, like you say, may be a different role in the workplace and enjoy that. So I'll say, Sean, thank you today. Obviously, everyone interested can go to thebreastcancerhaven.org.uk and I'll put a link to them and people can find your course and all the other courses and support available and I'd highly recommend them to everybody. It's been fantastic. And I'm looking forward to my class next week. But thank you for having a chat with us today. Okay, no, great. Well, thanks, Karen. Any opportunity to spread the word? You know, it's always good. That was Sean. And I really recommend his class. I've slept so much better since I've done it. And he speaks to you directly about anything you want to address. So if you visit Breast Cancer Haven's website, you will see the courses and support available. I was interested to find out more about how cancer charities are adapting their fundraising during these difficult times. One of my local charities, the Chartwell Supporters Trust, who provide active support to cancer patients, are also one of the charities being championed by my local mayor, Councillor Hannah Gray. And I was lucky enough to be able to call her for a quick chat to talk about the charities she's supporting as mayor and inspiration she's taken from some of the amazing ways charities have adapted to raise money in a time where usual fundraising gatherings are prohibited. So let's go straight to the interview. I'd like to welcome Madam Mayor of Bromley, Councillor Hannah Gray. Hello, how lovely to be on this podcast with you. 
Thank you very much. And I must say, congratulations on your recent inauguration as Mayor of the London Borough of Bromley. I watched it online and it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yes, it was a very unusual virtual council AGM. And as you say, we did have a live feed on our website as well, which was the first time that's ever been done in Bromley. So I think uh, the technicians behind it all did extremely well. And it was uh, it was a wonderful evening. And it is such an honour, humbling experience to be the mayor of Bromley. I just can't wait to, to do more and more things for the people of Bromley and outside Bromley as well, of course. Fantastic. So the first question I wanted to say to you is I want to get you on the podcast uh, Hannah to raise awareness and talk about charities adapting to the current climate with the lockdown and now you're championing two charities the Chartwell Cancer Trust and the Cystic Fibrosis Supporters. I wondered I wanted to ask you I was wondering if you could start by talking a bit about why you chose them. Well, of course. Um, so I've known both the Chartwell Cancer Trust and Cystic Fibrosis Supporters for quite some time now, and I've worked with them under many guises in the past. And it was really important for me. There were two criteria, really, to choose charities. I mean, there are so many fantastic charities out there. But uh, the two criteria were, first of all, they needed to be local. I wanted local charities to Bromley. And also, I wanted to be involved with charities that were very proactive, because a number of charities... Um, expect to just receive the donation and um, I wanted to work with charities that are very proactive I can give them opportunities they'll grab them with both hands and really help me try and raise as much money and awareness um, of the causes as possible and both of these do they're both um, headed up on these occasions by two very proactive positive ladies uh, we've got Michelle Simpson from the Chartwell Cancer Trust and we've got Lisa Ellums from the Cystic Fibrosis Supporters Oh, fantastic. And actually, obviously, the Chartwell um, at the Princess Royal is very dear to my heart as I had some of my treatments there and my amazing surgeon uh, works from the PRU. So, yeah, totally agree with you. Um, and recently I've taken part in some absolutely amazing courses online via breast cancer charities. I did yoga last week and meditation whereby participants can actually make a small donation after taking part. Um, and in these tough times for fundraising, though charity shops have had to shut, uh, fundraising events have stopped. With your chosen charities in mind, have you been inspired with ideas from things you've seen online for funding for the charities in this new way? Oh, they are incredible. So there's been all sorts of things. In my um, inaugural speech, um, you would have heard me say, please send in your ideas. Um, I don't care how mad they are. Please send them in and make my year as successful as I can, because I will stick to the promises that I make. And um, they've come up with all sorts of things. We've got virtual cocktail party. We've got a murder mystery event that we think may well be put in place as well. I mean, I think people are fairly quizzed out, but quite a lot of people do like a quiz. So we'll probably have a quiz too. But as many things as we can think of, um, my son's also a musician, so he's thinking about putting together a choir. You know, Fantastic. as people are doing in all the squares where you have lots of different voices singing at the same time. And I'm seeing if I can get the mayoral office to do that. They don't know that yet. <laughs> but um, we've, we've got all sorts of 
fun ideas for people to join in. And as you say, it's very difficult to fundraise at this time. So I'm also going to have some silent auctions online uh, to see if people want to bid for some of the fabulous things that um, people have donated. Because we're all thinking about it in a different way. And we all want to support each other in a different way. So one of the things would be an online auction for uh, the gifts that people have sent me. So experiences for when we're out of lockdown. Um, and I've got some lovely things coming through as well. And also, the other thing that people are doing are actually um, buying items that the charities need. So I don't know if you're aware, but Chartwell Cancer Trust are getting uh, little robots, mini robots for the children that are isolated in their wards. And the mm. robots are put into the classrooms when they go back to school, are put in the classrooms to represent the child and they're their eyes and ears and voice in the classroom. So I've had one company already say to me, well, we'll buy one of those. We'll buy one of those definitely for the charity. Um, and then with uh, the cystic fibrosis um, uh, situation, they're looking for a shop and um, they want to raise money by having the first charity shop for cystic fibrosis supporters to raise money for cystic fibrosis sufferers. And um, they have also been contacted by people that said, actually, you never know, we might be able to find you a shop or maybe you might have two and get a chain of shops going. So people are doing it very differently now. And I think it's wonderful. The whole community spirit, the backbone of Bromley is really showing itself at the moment. Oh, I, I think that's absolutely amazing. Yes, I saw the robots and obviously something that's dear, very dear to my heart. I know that they are raising funds for a localiser now, um, not everybody may realise when you have breast cancer, I had um, was going to have a lumpectomy, but I ended up having a mastectomy, a full mastectomy, um, is when you're having a lumpectomy, you have to have a wire, a guiding wire for your surgeon during surgery. But this localizer with a radio frequency is quite revolutionary and absolutely amazing. So I know they're raising funds for that. So and the robots absolutely so proactive, exactly what you said, which is which is wonderful, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Both of the charities work so hard. You see, my, the Cystic Fibrosis is a younger charity than uh, Chartwell Cancer Trust, and it was originally set up by two sisters. In fact, I met Lisa when I was deputy mayor, um, and she asked me whether I would go and judge at Bromley's Got Talent, which was a fundraising event that she put together, getting um, three different categories, little little tots, you know, four-year-olds and uh, as a category, and then your teenagers, and then your adults. Well, the adults were hysterical, you can imagine. But um, I said I don't think I could actually judge as deputy mayor, but I was very happy to go along and uh, support them. And I've known her ever since. And they work so hard because there aren't so many people in the cystic fibrosis supporters. So both of them, I really hold very close to my heart. and I've got a lot of lot of admiration for both of them. Yeah, I, I must admit, I'd recommend anybody to go on to the www.cysticfibrosissupporters.org and watch the video with Sonia, Lisa and little Luca talking about the charity. Yes. It, it really it really explains every reason why it's important and it's um I'd recommend everybody to actually visit that. And the same also with the chartworldcancertrust.co.uk again gives so much information on what they're doing. Um but finally one of the things I've covered over the last two lockdown special editions with the podcast the tips for dealing with healthy living, stress reduction in lockdown and preparing to return to work. So tell me, Hannah, have you had some useful online classes or fitness regime you could recommend? 
Oh, yes, well, I have. I decided I was going to do the couch to 5K, but unfortunately twisted my ankle in week five, which I'm sitting here with a, an ankle strap on at the moment. Um, so I'll be waiting to do that one. But meanwhile, I did go on a fabu very fabulous course, so I put my teeth back in, um, which were two ladies that put this together, Jenny Hallam and Caroline Rowlett, or Rowett, sorry, Rowett. And um, it was on um, surviving and thriving in lockdown. And I thought I would really have a look at that. There are two separate things they do. Jenny is a coach and she was talking about the emotional ladder and resilience and how you can build your emotional resilience and find a safe place during these times where we all have this sort of lockdown blues every now and again and find somewhere almost like the meditation you were talking about mm -hmm. that you can get yourself back up that ladder. It was fascinating. And then with Caroline, she is a parent coach and she was talking about responding to frustration. So how you respond to your children in this lockdown environment. And there was one little snippet I took away from, although there was plenty on both of them, I have to say. But snippet from Caroline's was uh, respond, not react. And that uh -huh. just rang a bell with me, that you take a moment to respond as opposed to that instant react that we can do on occasions. And I thought, gosh, that is so true. And it's so true with everyone, not just with your children. It's so true in life, isn't it? If you oh. have that moment, mm. just to take a moment and then to respond. So, yes, both of those I thought were fantastic. So I would definitely recommend looking those oh. up. That's I'm, I think I need to speak to them because I know with, <laughs> the, with the podcast, taking the P out of C was named because it is taking the panic, um, the positive and the purpose out of cancer. And yes, it is that knee jerk reaction. We always begin with the breath, but also being in the moment. And I, I agree with you totally. Interestingly, you say about the couch to 5K. I am really looking forward to getting back to uh, normality because I, I go to the uh, park run in Norman Park. Um, doing... Oh, I intend to go to that. Oh, you I'm must come and join me. I'm having a made especially with a mayoral chain imprinted on it because I can't run with the chain on, obviously. <laughs> um, so I'll probably give myself a bit of a black eye. But uh, So I can run with a, with a sports top with the mayoral chain printed on it because I intend to get back to my running. Even if I run and walk some of it, I will be there. Well, I will be back oh, I, do you know that's Park. music to my ears. I'm happy to walk anybody round who... Uh, feels that they need to get into exercise after cancer then I'm happy to hoppity skip I'm a bit of a hoppity skippity half a run then a little bit of a walk so I'll, I think I'll be with you on yeah, that one I think <laughs> we'll do it we'll do that bit together so um but actually with with fundraising in mind it can come in in many forms and, and I started to think about ideas for fundraising myself so my family aim to have a front drive social distancing sale marking out the social space I know our MP, our local MP, Gareth Bacon, said he'd come along and we will donate all the funds uh, to the Chartwell Cancer Trust. Um, obviously, the localiser is dear to my heart. So um, that's something we're all clearing out our cupboards. So there's always ways of actually Absolutely. raising funds, aren't there? But, um... Always ways, always ways of doing it. And uh, uh, Gareth Bacon is a super chap. I know him well. I've known him for some time now. And uh, he's very, very supportive. And I think Orpington are very lucky to have him as their MP. Fantastic. Yeah, so I'd like to say, uh, Madam Mayor, 
thank you very much for joining me on the podcast taking the pee out of sea my pleasure so that was madam mayor councillor hannah gray and i'd like to extend my thanks again for her giving us some time for a chat so that's it for lockdown episode three I'll aim to hopefully have another episode out in the next few weeks where we'll be speaking to another inspirational guest. See you next time.